So he had like his like little butcher block piece of paper and then said like, do you want to go out with me? Yes or yes. (laughs) 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 He was not taking no for an answer. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, man. And we're a go. So welcome back to another episode of the Untold 20s, where we believe that everyone's story is unique and worth listening to. For those new, I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm joined with my co-host, Kasari Serdell. Today, our guest for our podcast came strongly recommended for some of my friends. So shout out to Kevin and Sarah. Our guest is someone who has recently gone through a period of self-growth, reflection. He recently got out of a long-term relationship. Um... And he quit his job, so that's kind of like a theme going for for this podcast. It seems like everyone who get who everyone on this podcast is like quit their job, you know. But he quit his job, um, and he has recently started gaming on Twitch full time. So I'm super stoked to get to know his story along with you guys. Please welcome Lanier. And What's up? Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Come on, round of applause. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Of course his personal instagram is i I love it i love this name like (laughs) linear equations linear equations such a such a play on words Mm -hmm. and that is so catchy is how do you pronounce that macarena macarena yeah like kind of like the macarena but like yeah that's what i I was thinking yeah Yeah. it was like part of my last name and then my first name backwards so gotcha it was birthed Gotcha. So he recently made a post on his personal Instagram about his Twitch launch. And it kind of gave me a little bit of goosebumps for the, like, from the very first line, he hits us with this Latin translation, live your passion with your truth. And could you, uh, Lenny, can you actually say that for us in Latin? I, I, I didn't want to butcher it. so I didn't Oh, no, I'm going to butcher it because I barely know Latin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Latin. So, guys, <laughs> okay. if you speak Latin, please don't be offended. I'm doing my best here. It just looked better on the on the logo. But it's, uh, I think it's pronounced Vive Pasiones Tue Veritas. So, awesome. I think that's close. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not like the accent and stuff. But yeah, I, right <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So in this episode, we're going to talk about life immediately after college, why he quit his job to chase a gaming Twitch career, what he hopes to achieve with his passions. We're going to talk about a little bit about relationships, and lastly, a self growth and reflection period. So sorry, start us off with what our positive reflection question is for this episode. Oh, fantastic! So our positive reflection question is. What do you wish for your future self? What do I wish for my future self? I just wish that I continue pursuing my own passions and let nobody get in the way of that. Okay. All right. So let's first rapid fire question. What's your age? 23. 23? That'll be 24. Yeah, I'm old. No. Not really. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Major in college? Health science. Any regrets? Absolutely no regrets. It shaped me into who I am today. Gotcha. Ethnicity, culture? 100% Filipino. Cool. Were you part of Puso as well? I, yeah, I, I was. I was. For those who don't know, Puso is like the Philippines. Um, just shout out to them. I have a bunch of friends in there. Uh, but they're, they're, the, they're the Philippines club of... Club? Is that... Is Philippine like, organization at Stony Brook, yeah. yeah. Any pet peeves? Any pet peeves? When people say they can't do something without even trying it first. 
Mm, I like oh, that's that. That's a big one. I like that. Yeah. Favorite place to hide out? A uh, park or a beach or just anywhere I can hang out and relax outside. Honestly, cool. is there a specific one? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to give, uh, that. Wanna give <laughs> out my location. <laughs> <laughs> Secret spots. No, just no, just a park or a beach. Anything really. Okay. What about right now? Because we're in quarantine. Uh, right now, just my backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's city folk life. don't have that, but. Yeah. Oh, you got to like the fire escape, right? No? <laughs> I really knew that one. <laughs> that, that, that's the closest you get to a balcony. Yeah. If, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Condor. A they're, what? A condor? Have you ever looked up I've a condor right now? I've never even heard of a condor. I got to search it they're up. They're huge. Wait, is swearing okay here? Like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I'm like going to do it, but yeah, like just... Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, yeah, they're just these big, large birds and they're like really scary. Uh-huh. Like, I'd always love the thought of flight, but like okay. they're scavengers. So they take whatever opportunity. They uh-huh. but, so, uh, so, you like, so if you like flight, do you, have you ever gone skydiving? No, I want to so bad eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel you one day. on that one. I mean, I, like, I, the closest I've ever gotten is like bungee jumping. Yeah. Mm. That's uh like that i don't know if i actually told this on the podcast yet but it, it basically like we were in korea and whatever you know and like it was so spontaneous like the zip line wasn't there and we saw someone bungee jump we're like i bet you know and then so then we go and they 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 like they weigh you right so one, once the first of all nobody speaks no english all right like nobody's speaking english <laughs> <laughs> in korean no none of us speak korean we're like we're like clueless as to what they're saying, but they told us to get on a scale. We're like, I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. get on the scale. And then they give us a contract in Korean. And, you know, they tell us. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're signing your life away. <laughs> like, All right. Let me, let me put, let me, let me sign. Let me sign it. Like, yeah. So then, and I'm like the first one up. Right. So, I, and there's like maybe like six or seven of us getting ready to jump. And I'm like the first one up. And I know that if I, you know, I know that if I don't jump, I know if I don't jump, nobody else is going to, nobody else is like everybody. It's going to give everybody else an excuse to like, no, oh, he didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's gonna do. And then they were telling, they were saying like, oh, so once we say three, two and bungee, if you didn't jump on bungee, that's it. You lose your 40 bucks or whatever. So, you know, I'm like, oh shit, I can't be no bitch. <laughs> like, on the ele- in elevator going up, I'm like asking the guy, the guy who's working, the employee, I'm like, yo, you ever been bungee jumping? And so he like looks at me he looks at me in the eye he doesn't say nothing he just shakes his head yes and then i'm like would you ever go again he looks at me and he shakes his head no he didn't make a single sound. <laughs> oh, that's so head. funny uh yeah so they went three two and I'm like, i ain't no bitch i ain't no bitch I'm like, I gotta jump. I gotta, like, yeah. wait oh, daniel how would you compare it to like being on like a roller coaster like the little like ups and downs like so i mean free fall I mean, I love it. I loved it. I don't know. I would definitely do it again. Like it was definitely different from a roller coaster. Though you were so high up, so 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 high, and just jumping, like and actually, like a few days after that, like we we were in Japan after Korea, mm-hmm. and we went on some a few world record roller coasters or whatever. I don't know, man. Like I, I like bungee jumping a lot more. 
But like now that I think about it, it's a lot less safe, right? Like it's, it's <laughs> you got a line and everything. Right? Oh man! And like I like so, and I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my parents or anything until after, right? Yeah, until yeah, after. Classic, yeah, after you're <laughs> alive. Then, yeah. <laughs> my dad sends me this video of some guy jumping without the rope or whatever. <laughs> I'm like what the fuck? So, who's your favorite superhero and why? All right, actually, I don't watch superhero movies at all yeah i i really i'm not the only one let's go (laughs) i respect that 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 environment it's just not for me yeah oh cool why why not though just just curious i just the movies were too long i'm just not a big movie guy like i never watched many movies like at all so like movies and like comic books and superheroes they're all just kind of intertwined and movies just weren't my thing like I never watched any of the Avengers. Don't roast me. Wow! But... <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> I never watched any. We of all the have Avengers. our own preferences. Yeah. yeah, Not even, not even the most recent one. The three, like, like the three the hour game. One. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. Oh man, it was so yeah. good. I heard it was good. I, it just, I just never felt wow. the need to watch it. Yeah, I mean that's cool. That's cool. Totally yeah. respect that. Then, what is one thing you're most afraid of? Uh, just being stuck in a room with a bunch of insects. Yeah, actually, I went to the Philippines like this last year, mm-hmm. and the thing that I was most afraid of happened. Like I was, li- I <laughs> had to use the bathroom uh-huh. in the Philippines, but it was like this restaurant. You know, like you think restaurants have like decent bathrooms, mm-hmm. but I mean, this one was like obviously a little shanty. Yeah. So I walk into this bathroom. I open the door. Turn on the lights there's just bugs like like beetles <laughs> like beetles like on the That's floor crazy. on the toilet uh, all over the walls but i had to go like i had to i mean <laughs> thankfully it was just number one but like, okay uh, all right if i had to go number two, to sit it was over <laughs> over no way i'd rather just poop my pants at that point <laughs> oh man i mean i i you should have just kept the light off. That's what you should have yeah, done. <laughs> blindfold myself. They're gnawing at my feet. No way. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So take us into segment one, Kasari. All right. You got it, Daniel. So, you know, you graduated, what, two or three years ago? So something like that? Yeah, 2018. Gotcha. So walk us through kind of, you know, graduating and then, you know, transitioning into your job. Yeah. So transitioning from graduation to my job was actually, like, pretty seamless. Because uh, I had a job lined up already before graduation even happened. And that place was like pretty flexible with the way, um, like, the, I guess they handled my hours because uh, I was able to go on vacation to the Philippines, like, before I started. Right. So, I, like, I graduated, went to the Philippines, and then started work, cool. which was cool. Um, I worked at, like, a general pediatric office as okay. a medical scribe. Mm. I started off as a medical assistant and then they, I guess, promoted me to describe. So pretty much I just followed the doctor around and in each room, like I would just transcribe the visit, like what Mm. was their complaint? Like what's our plan for them? Mm -hmm. Any follow-up action, things like that. Oh, cool. Like, were you working that job before, uh, before college? No, before like, before graduation, not, not before college, sorry, yeah, before graduation. Yeah, I figured you were saying that. Yeah, before graduation, I was actually working as a research assistant at the. It was like a World Trade Center health program, so I worked with like first responders firsthand to, I guess, improve, like their quality of life through like studies. Mm-hmm. It was cool, but they couldn't hire me after graduation, like part time. Okay. So like I, I had to find a different job. Right. How, how did you go about like finding that job? 
I actually went through like my university's like job website and I just mm-hmm. sent like applications through there and then they hit me up. So it just happened. You were just pretty much blasting your resume. Yeah, everywhere. I was just like, <laughs> I need to figure out like what I'm doing. Like I need to get like experiences because I, right. I was pursuing medicine at the time. So uh-huh. which was one of them. So I was just like full blasting my, my resume out there. Right. So ju- just as like, I always asked people like who, who graduated and found the job, like, about how many like apps did you send out before you heard the responses? Mm, probably, I applied to pretty much every single one. Probably like fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Yeah, oh, that's actually like a pretty, pretty good outcome. Actually, that's like, pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. yeah, because I, I hear I hear a couple yeah. hundred like yeah, stories 15. about a couple oh, hundred. hundred. Oh, okay. hundreds. Damn. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. So, if, if for in your role, right? If you were to talk about something that, you know, you had like a super exciting and also something that was kind of just like, you know, I guess what you liked and what you didn't like about your role. Uh, Like on, like as my job as a medical scribe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So the things that I liked were actually like hearing the doctors like speak and interact with the patients in the room. Because obviously when you're a doctor, you got to have like this sort of... uh, I guess like you got to uphold some sort of standard, right? Cause you're a doctor and you want to do the best for other people. And I thought that was like really inspiring. So watching them interact and having them as sort of like a role model right. for other people is like, it was pretty cool. But in terms of the things that I didn't like about my job were, I guess like the business side of it, it was like, um, I was just like another like cog in the system. And I was just right. like under you, like, undervalued and underappreciated and overworked like was it in a private clinic or like a public institution it was a private uh it was a private clinic so Mm. i was just working with kids and like Mm. their their parents all day gotcha yeah some of the parents i mean obviously like when you're working like with people's health people get like a little crazy and especially with their parents and their kids it's just a whole lot so there's just like a lot yeah yeah uh so one thing i do want to get into is like we're like where did the passion for medicine come from if there was any you know because a lot of people you know don't don't go into it for maybe the passion maybe it's from societal pressure uh family pressure etc yeah exactly uh mine i guess my my passion for medicine i put that in quotes passion uh it was actually just it wasn't even like a passion of mine like i Mm. had a passion for helping people Uh uh-huh but it was like the societal norms and familial pressure of like running this Asian American narrative of, you know, my parents immigrated from the Philippines, which Mm -hmm. was super hard to do. And, you know, it's like, as like their offspring, like I need to do something that makes them proud Mm -hmm. while also like not sacrificing, I guess what like I want to do. But it took me a while to like understand that, like I needed to live my own life. Right. And I, I just, I do want to clarify one thing. Like a lot of friends have brought up that immigrant mentality. It's also very real in other cultures as well. Not just Asian Americans. It just um, happens, right. you know, that we like that we've been able to, so we're going to get more, like we're going to get more immigrants Diverse. on here. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to try to diversify and everything. So actually Jesse's the one who brought that up. So shout out, you guys don't know her yet, but shout out to her. And we're going to get her on and talk about her perspective right now. She's one of the people in the healthcare field you know, she's in her gap years uh, before medical school and she's trying, she, and she's out in the front lines, you know, doing like helping out with all this Corona COVID-19 business. So, 
you know, show her your love. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Whoa. Yeah. So segment two, you quit your job. You started, so you quit your job as the scribe, right? That was, that was the job you quit. Yeah. And you started a gaming career via Twitch. What was the right. inspiration behind all of that? Right. So, I mean, it was like two different, I guess like two different timelines speaking, mm-hmm. like in one in like gaming and then the other like medicine, right? So, I mean, video games were just always such a big part of my life growing up. Like mm-hmm. I grew up like playing Call of Duty, Halo, Gears of War, cool. Fallout, all those games. And, you know, I generally excelled at each game I played. And I, like, obviously when, you, when you're good at them, you enjoy right. it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as I went to college, video games sort of took a back seat because mm-hmm. you, know, you didn't, like at the time, I didn't think that like, I always had the impression that video games did nothing but distract you from like your education and your mm. professional development. Mm. But I guess the seed that was really planted for like streaming purposes was when I was actually gaming with my, my friend Goko, shout out Goko. Mm-hmm. He's my dual partner. We play, we were playing apex legends at the time. Cool. And he was just like, yo, like you should just stream on the side, you know, mm-hmm. like just for fun. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like he, he would die. And then I, he just watched me and he, He'd be like, yo, you're owning right now. I'm like, yeah, I probably should stream, right? But, you know, obviously I didn't get there until obviously I had to break up with the idea of medicine, right? Right, right. Oh, I like I like that term, break yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like once you like rid yourself of, I guess, that negative energy, it, it allows you to think with a little, a little bit more clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but another big inspiration for me to really start pursue like i guess the more creative side of my mind was actually my former roommate in college uh brandon he opened up he successfully opened his own business uh in captain hook glass art so he's glass blowing right now and he's been pretty successful and he's doing what right now glass blowing what the hell is glass blowing? To, to, to make glass, I think it's there's a museum in it in canada oh really yeah that's the first time i've ever heard of that yeah, look up glass blowing. It's pretty sick. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he inspired me through his work and his dedication to his craft. And, awesome. you know, it just made me realize that I can do something that wasn't, you know, the typical narrative, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, how did you break it to your parents and how did they react? Um, obviously, something was like, obviously, it was like really hard, like personally mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. but like, Breaking it to them was relieving, you know, oh, when you yeah. build something up for so long, like it just eats away at your mental and eventually mm-hmm. it's unhealthy. Right. So, you know, I just, I had to break it. I had to like explain them what I was doing like three times before it like fully sank in. <laughs> Cause you know, how did you explain thing, that? How did I explain it? Um, yeah. pretty much. I just, I guess I had to go through like, a mental PowerPoint presentation in my head to like clearly get my thought. Like, obviously I didn't make a PowerPoint. Yeah. Imagine. But like I had to like make sure like each point sounded sane and like not crazy, but it's like hard to not sound crazy when you're going into something, creative, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Um, but they're, they were, they were apprehensive at first, but they're so understanding and they're so supportive because I think my mom kind of sort of understood that like I didn't really want to pursue medicine because right. when I was applying, like I didn't really have that fervor that, mm-hmm. that, that sort of drive that. Mm-hmm. So 
she wasn't like surprised um but i'm just glad that they're not like forcing their agenda on me and mm-hmm. they just really want me to experience my own life right that's so amazing. i'm that's super amazing grateful. to be honest yeah yeah i mean because you have you have so many people who are who are parents that don't have supportive parents and it's kind of like pushing down the agenda like go to law school go to medical school mm-hmm. so the fact that you know your your mom kind of realized that you weren't passionate about that so it was kind of i guess in a way relieving um and now just to kind of backtrack if you could because i mean i have no idea about gaming or twitch like Sure. If you, I, I literally just heard about thing about it like last week. Um, so if you could kind of like break down like that platform, how does that work? Like, yeah. So Twitch is an online streaming service. It's not necessarily tied straight to gaming, although it pretty mm-hmm. much pretty much is. But you can right. find literally anything on there. Like people like do twenty four hour knitting streams. People do like twenty four hours. <laughs> I mean, it's a, like. <laughs> But like you could literally find anything. Like if you have an interest in a hobby, someone's probably streaming it on that platform. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just go to the website, you can choose to make an account or not. And then you can discover like knitting streams or like cooking mm-hmm. streams or wow. literally anything on there. So it's just not tied to gaming. It's just typically associated with one another. So it's it's kind of like it's almost like a YouTube, but more like live live yeah, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. It's like a live YouTube is probably the best way I c- could explain it. Cool. It's like watching your favorite. I don't know if you guys watch YouTube a lot, but like it's like watching your favorite YouTuber, but then it's like another level of like you can type to them and then they can respond right. to you like real time, which is super cool. Which I I think that part of the platform is super unique and really cool. Yeah, that's pretty crazy yeah and like and, and you could also like monetize that like is it like youtube or you like you could like monetize it depending on how many people you have like streaming or anything like that yeah so um in terms of monetization there's like a different way there's like a bunch of different ways you can earn revenue one of them is by like running ads like right now i have the opportunity uh, to run ads on my stream uh-huh. if i really mm-hmm. wanted to but i'm still growing so i don't feel justified to run ads like at right. all but that's right. one way you can obviously generate revenue another another one is uh like subscriptions people can subscribe monthly to your channel to get a little bit more content and ad fee ad free viewing right but mm-hmm. i'm not running ads so there's no <laughs> there's no incentives quite yet yeah i mean but i'm working I, up there yeah we're, we're like in a similar yeah. stage where we're kind of just growing and we, we don't feel justified yet to put ads on or anything yet so yeah exactly but yeah donations and eventual sponsorships if that mm. ever happens mm. but i'm not really right. concerned about the money right now i'm just mm. kind of doing me at the moment and hoping people follow and if they right. don't follow it's okay at least i tried you know yeah so what do you hope to achieve with your gaming career um i just really like the whole point of my channel is that i want to build a strong sense of community because mm-hmm. i feel like community is like just so important just having people you can just kind of talk to relate to which it's mm-hmm. so important for people's like growth and i just feel like video games just don't get enough credit because i feel like they've created so many memories for right. a lot of people um they're just fun and just exciting and i'm just happy i get to share my passions to the world honestly right that that's so- like go ahead sorry yeah, no, I was just, I was just gonna say like you know you, you mentioned that they created like a lot of like meaningful you know passions and memories for a lot of people. But, like, do you also feel like so, like society has like, a negative outlook towards video games, as in kind of like 
you can't make a career out of this or you know, it promotes you no know, violence or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had like a strong, like I had like strong feelings about that. Cause it's like, yeah, people think video games are just video games, but video games literally taught me like everything, like even like the single player games, like the storylines, like if you really pay attention, some of them are written really well. Right. Um, and I just feel like, I want to reshape the, I guess, the negative stereotype that the older generations may have on this platform because it's just, I think it's so different now. I think we're just in a different point in the world where I think video games should be generally a little bit more accepted. Because, you know, the esports scene, right, for example, esports have done a lot for gaming. It made it Uh possible for people to take, like, video video gaming as a career, like, seriously. Right. Because right. it's like now being broadcasted on what, like TBS, I think, like the CS:GO tournaments or something. Yeah, yeah, like I hear on about live them all TV the time. Now. Yeah, I yeah. hear about them all the time. Like a lot of my friends who are gamers, they'll talk, they'll tell me about they're they're watching the tournament and things like that. Yeah. So, and also think when I was in Asia, like they 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 had like they closed off like a huge portion to get ready to like have like a live audience and like, mm-hmm. you know, have gamers like there real time and everything. Yeah. So it is definitely turning into something like much, much bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any specific wow. career goals like in the next year, three to five years, something like that? You know, that's, that's such a hard question. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's, it's so hard to predict how I'll turn out within a year without, right. cause I'm, I'm still fresh. I'm, I think, three weeks in. Mm. So, so, like, right, right there in quarantine, right, right since, yeah. right since quarantine <laughs> yeah. started right about since, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just hard to, to really say like how successful I'll be, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want the thought of the future to bog down my creative mentality right now because I got you. I don't create good and honest content then obviously i'm not going to do well and i don't Mm. want thinking about future and success and money to affect what i'm doing now which i think is pretty important that's a great mentality i love that no no expectations mentality pretty much yeah exactly just just going with the flow yeah so jumping into segment three now um i know you recently got out of a five-year relationship um now we won't get into any specifics of you know out of respect for you and and your partner um, but I think the audience might get a lot of might get a lot out of your reflection. Um, so I guess you know, five years uh, a <laughs> long time, man. Like that's <laughs> yeah. uh, even doing half of that is a long time. Um, so I guess what's been like the most important lesson um, that you've learned throughout your relationship? Uh, trust and communication go hand in hand with one another. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't feel afraid to open up and talk to your partner about literally anything. Because if you're taking a relationship seriously and you plan on marrying this person, if you don't feel open enough to talk to them, then what's even the point of having them as a partner? You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Like, interesting. Yeah. If, you, if so, you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, look, so, like, this, like, relationships are just like my, like, one of my favorite topics because I feel like it, it applies to, like, relationships, you know, romantic relationships, regular relationships. Um, so like I, I, you mentioned, like if you're you don't, if you didn't see yourself like marrying them, like when you go into a relationship, is that what you're thinking? Is it like oh like I'm gonna like potentially marry this person, or is it like oh like let's see where it takes us? Yeah, I actually used to be in the the mindset of 
if I'm going to be in this relationship with the person and goals marriage, right? Uh-huh. But I just feel like having that sort of mentality just bogs down like what you're doing. Like it's again the narrative of seeing wow. the future, right? Mm-hmm. And having that bog down what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just taking things in a different mindset of creating in the now and worry about the future later. Hmm. That's very that's very interesting. That's very very interesting. I mean like there's no I don't think there's a right way to look at a relationship. Yeah. Like you can't you can't tell someone what's the right way to look at a relationship because there's so many different ways to have a successful relationship. But right. really, yeah. hey, Daniel, hold up. You and Sarah, you've been dating for how long now? I, like, I think, like I mean, we don't really count our anniversaries too much anymore, but like, I, I think we, we, it's like, I think we hit the seven years. Like, uh, yeah. Like, oh, bless. Oh gosh. God bless. It, God bless, man. Yeah. You know, something like that. Just, just, uh, just a fun story. I don't know if a lot of people know about Daniel. So back when he was going to ask out Sarah, <laughs> he, he, he like came up to me and he's like, yo, like, I need to do it. I has to be extravagant. I'm like, oh, this man's crazy about it. I know, like, <laughs> this is going to happen. So then he's like, so he had like his like little butcher block piece of paper and it said like, do you want to go out with me? Yes or yes. (laughs) 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 He was not taking no for an answer. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's crazy because I'm like super grateful because it's, it's also so rare. Like a lot, a lot of like a big reason that long-term relationships are difficult to like sustain when you're younger is because like you become such a different person like almost every year like like you you change who you are as a person and as much as we like to say like oh you know like i'm always 100 real you know all that like it's part like if if you haven't grown like i we were together since we were 15 you know, and we're about to hit 23 soon. So it's like, if you haven't grown since you were 15, if you haven't changed since you were 15, then you haven't grown since you were 15. Like you haven't grown as a person, you know, since you were 15. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to have, have had a partner that we can, we've kind of grown together and, you know, we've been making it work. We've been communicating, making it work and everything. So yeah. yeah. And I just want to go back to your point of like, there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. due to a relationship. Um, it's just, there's no right or wrong decisions when you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's just what's best for you. What you right. believe right. is mm-hmm. best for right. you. So uh, bring that home. I yeah. Just and and that he, home. yeah, even to build on that, there's also a lot of times you might do what you think is best for you. And ultimately that might not be the decision that is best for you. And that's okay. You know, that that's totally, totally okay. Because life is all about making mistakes, right? Like you, like nobody is perfect. And just because you make a decision and it's wrong, right? Like there's no, there's no, yeah. there's, there's nothing. I mean, this is, this is a weird word, but like, this is a weird way to say it, but there's nothing wrong about being wrong. You know, it's, it's all about learning, growing as a person. Exactly. Anything like that. You're so only if you wrong can, if, you, if you think you're wrong, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do something differently within that relationship, what would you have done differently? Talked more. Yeah. I, the communication barrier between us really broke down mm-hmm. and we both sort of just, I guess, got like complacent with one another. And mm-hmm. I guess like the metaphorical fire between us was dwindling. Mm-hmm but like we both sort of just never addressed it for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely communication would be right. my answer. 
That, that's super important. Are you a better, do you feel like you're a better person because of your relationship? And if so, in what ways? Oh, absolutely. I feel like a better person. Um, I'm just the firm believer in that, like, every experience is worthwhile if you mm-hmm. give it enough thought. Mm. You know, she taught me a lot about confidence and self-growth. And mm. so I, I couldn't be any more thankful for her, really, because um, mm. I learned how to be open. And I just feel like s- many of us share the same sentiments, but we're just like mm-hmm. not really talking with one another. So, yeah, I just I sincerely wish the best for her. But yeah, she definitely helped me a lot with my growth. So super thankful. Awesome. That's amazing. I, I you know, I, I think... I think that every relationship that or every person that you meet in your life definitely has some kind of, you know, outlook or experience that is meant to, you know, give you that for your future experiences. Um, and in your case, you know, I know you were, you know, with this, with this lady for five years. What like prevents you from being like, oh, I want to go back into that because like, oh, it's just I'm comfortable and something that I'm used to. Uh, yeah. So the thing I guess the thing that doesn't want to bring me back is that I just feel like I'm a different person now. I just feel mm. like so much different than I did a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like right now where I'm at, like professionally and personally, like comfortability, comfortability is something that I don't want to be right now because I'm transitioning. Mm. So it's like, if I have a sense of comfortability, like I need to recognize that and understand that that's probably not the best for me. Gotcha. Huh. As weird as that sounds, yeah, yeah, no, like, as uh, weird as that, that sounds, sense. I th- I think we can both like Kasari and I can probably both relate to this like a lot, right? Like, if if you're comfortable, you, you might not be you might not be pushing yourself as much as you can be. Mm-hmm. You know? but that's yeah, also it, go ahead. No, no, honestly, if you're if you're comfortable, you're not growing, right? Like, so yeah. that's why I I feel like when you're young, this is when you should be taking risks and advantage of your opportunity to fail. Um, just go from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So the last topic I want to get into is self-growth and reflection. So it's so often that we forget to reflect. You know, we're always so focused on what's happening right now, uh, the present. So what got you to reflect and how did you work through those feelings? Uh, yeah. So what really got me to reflect was how unhappy I was, mm. like, I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's frustrating. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't understand the way you feel, then you kind of just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was fed up with it. So I needed to find a healthy outlet for it. Mm-hmm. And a major component for me working through my feelings were actually like journaling, like as corny okay. as that sounds, like just mm-hmm. writing, writing them yeah. out and seeing it on paper. It just, it, it's different. It's different mm-hmm. when you can see it, right. like look right. and then think about what you just wrote. You know, I just mm-hmm. feel like emotional intelligence is just super important to people's growth. It's super important yet so undervalued. And that's why I really highly encourage people to find themselves, especially in this time of quarantine. There's like no better time. Right. You know, <laughs> if you don't know who you are, what you like, what you don't like, how will you mm-hmm. ever find your passions in life? You know, that's really awesome. It's really awesome. So did, did you use any other techniques besides journaling? Uh, conversations with my closest friends, that also helps too. Okay. But journaling was definitely like, definitely helped me a lot. Awesome. 
So would you have labeled what you went through like kind of as like a slump or like a depression and like why? Yeah, I definitely mark it down as like an episodic situational depression because, mm. you know, a lot of things changed my life, you know, mm. no job, no career direction, mm. you know, I broke up with my girlfriend mm. um, and, you know, I'm, I'm no longer pursuing medicine. So it was like that constant... I guess, power struggle of switching careers from something like medicine to entertainment. And, you know, coping with that was so difficult because you need to find importance in what you're doing. And if you don't believe what you're doing is important, then why should people care? Right. Yeah, I I think you said that beautifully. I mean, look, so it's kind of crazy. You went through like so many, so many periods of uncertainty, right? Like uncertain, not having a girlfriend. That's kind of just huge uncertainty right there then uncertainty not having a job not having a career graduating school like all these kind of things just coming out and i feel like you know in life we got to have some kind of certainty or you know that's where you have like that confidence like this to kind of like be yourself w- what was kind of like holding you up like where did you get that like certainty or that confidence just to kind of be like yo like i know things aren't going the way i want them to right now but yeah i can like push forward um yeah that's actually so that's actually a really good question. So I think most of that just really came from, I guess, the way I handled depression when I was younger, like mm-hmm. way younger, like way in my teens. Oh, wow. Um, so like having that, I guess, sort of like foundation to kind of cope with sad feelings was already there. Mm-hmm. And then like once I, you know, it all, everything just kind of snowballed after I broke up with my girlfriend, you know like a lot of like the negative energy and the fears that I had in my life were just kind of alleviated. Um, Cause after I broke up with her, I quit my job. And then I told my parents I wasn't pursuing medicine anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like everything just kind of snowballed and each change showed me how good it could be if I let it happen. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I, like if you think about it, like I, I, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I definitely have like, I, I just feel like whenever you go through like a, like a change, like even transitioning from like the summer back into like the semester or like, you know, right after graduation or right after a semester ends, you go into a break, like those kind of transitions. Um, I wouldn't say it's a depression, but I definitely f- catch myself in a lot of slumps when those transitions happen, especially like if I'm like moving in and I'm like, and nobody else is in the dorms yet or anything. Um, because I would always get there like a week early for um, for training or whatever the case is. But, you know, like I, I would always find myself in kind of like a slump. And I don't really know how to explain it either. Like, it's like, I don't know why I'm in a slump. I get I get what you're saying. I, I, know, I know. You know what it is? When you're going through like a transition or like a change uh-huh. in environment, you're kind of your body's still getting used to everything. Yeah. And a lot of times what we try to do is we try to go back to like, what it was that or that comfortable mm-hmm. stage where we were, you know, the last mm-hmm. week, the last day, whatever. And many times we're, we're kind of living in that mindset. And one thing that I realized is that when you just flow and you just let things happen, you just go with the, uh-huh. the wave. You know, like I feel like there's there's a reason why that's happening and it's a bigger purpose that it's trying to show uh-huh. you something. Um, but many mindset. times we, but may, yeah, exactly. But many times we, we try to like cover that up. And like, so that's where like the stress and anxiety comes from. But if mm-hmm. you're just flowing and you're just, you know, there's things that are falling apart and they're meant to fall apart, right? Yeah. Like relationships are meant to fall apart, you know, careers are meant to fall apart and they're happening for a reason. But if you try to keep that in together, 
know, eventually that's where all that comes from. And then when you actually let go and you just feel like that freedom, you're just like, wow. And then you just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it gives yeah. rooms for other experiences to come into your life. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think it's crazy that uh, Lanier, like you went through so many big transformations all at one time, right? True, it was yeah. like right after graduating and a lot of, a lot of people who graduate, you know, it doesn't get talked about enough because every, it seems like everybody's living their best life on Instagram or whatever. Right. <laughs> but it's like yeah. post, post-graduation is like, you know, everybody's posting these throwback pictures, but the very real thing is like a lot of the people who I've talked to facing a lot of like post-graduation, like depression, if you, if you will, you know, like, like people aren't happy about their jobs. People like people are, people are kind of like reminiscing about the time where all their friends were all in one area and it's a big change for that to happen. Yeah. And it's not until like after like, like that short period of vacation and then you start your job and then a few weeks into your job that you fully realize, you know, like, it you. Crap, I, ne- I might never yeah. be back in a situation <laughs> where, yeah. you know, I'm surrounded by that many people again. Yeah. Uh, but you're also like your story about, you know, how, how you face depression when you were younger that actually like, I want to know what happened like when you were in your teens and how, how were you able to work through that and figure that out at such a young age? Uh, yeah. So actually, so I guess like the main reason I was like depressed when I was like younger was cause I didn't, I wasn't, I had like zero self-confidence like mm-hmm. at all, like mm-hmm. trying to cope with, I guess high school was difficult for me not saying that i was like bullied in high school like by Mm -hmm. no means i was bullied in high school everybody was like super nice to me i was super Mm -hmm. nice back but it was just like my self-concept was so like shot and like not developed at all like i didn't know who i was right Right. so um actually like the biggest reason why i was able to get through that was because of one of my high school teachers that i was like super close to like she allowed me to open up to her to like validate my feelings and uh-huh. you know i was scared of going to college you know uh-huh. i think everybody was but yeah definitely um, yeah she helped me grow like a lot and just validated a lot of my um like anxieties so like my conversations with her and like i'm super grateful for her and she was mm. like one of the main reasons i was able to get out of that that big slump wow yeah. that's amazing were you were you like more introverted when you were younger because you seem pretty extroverted right now (laughs) yeah um it was weird like i was like introverted when i wanted to be but extroverted when i wanted to be like Like i kind of like around introverted kind of like around like x like i I guess extroverted around people you know introverted around people you don't know yeah like a fair assessment yeah fair assessment yeah i'd say so Mm. yeah um because i don't know i like i I bounced around from friend group to friend group in, in uh-huh. high school. I never really had that like one set group. So right. it's like, I never really had like an identity, which was weird. So mm, like, I, yeah. I struggle with that. And it's like, if you don't, I didn't know who I was. So like, that's why I guess I was just like super sad, but yeah. I mean, just speaking to that a little bit, it's like when you like in high school, even the people who, were super confident and you know who made it seem like oh I, I knew exactly who i was i know exactly what i'm doing you really don't yeah. like it really felt like no one really like, it really like looking back on it it really feels like no one no one really knew you everyone kind of just put on a brave face yeah and 
we marched through it, you know? Yeah. So one of the last questions I have for you is what does growth mindset mean to you? And what are you most proud of in terms of self-growth? Um, I like, I just want to let people know that I, I don't have everything together. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still in my early twenties. I'm still growing. To right. this day. I'll be making mistakes for sure, but at least I'm making mistakes on my own terms now. So right. I'm more definitely a lot more yes. comfortable in my skin and that's for sure. Uh, but I've got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning as I go. And this time in my life has been like super exciting for me, even though mm-hmm. with all these changes, you know, once you get past that, that, that hurt, the mental hurdle of, of like, I can control my own life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just really empowering. I guess that's where most of my, I guess, confidence comes from. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just most proud of my courage to do everything that I did in my life, you know, speaking your ideas into existence is so powerful. Like, and this is just the start for me. You know, I'd always have that feeling of like, what if in my head, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like this year, I really wanted to spend more time exploring those. What if ideas rather Mm -hmm. than thinking about them? Cause if you spend too much time thinking about those, what if moments, then you'll forget where you are. You know, experiences the wisest mentor and you'll never know if you like something until you try it. And you'll never know if you succeed if you never try it. And I believe that if you have a good strategy, a positive attitude and a strong self-concept, I believe Mm -hmm. anything's really possible. Mm -hmm. I understand people's circumstances are different and like really difficult sometimes. But I feel like if you have your head in the right direction, I feel like anybody can make anything work. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Honestly, I don't even know if there's anything to add. Because <laughs> that was, yeah. I think you just, that was literally beautifully said. And I feel like that's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people get misconstrued where they think that, oh, these guys have figured out, you started a podcast or, they're, you know, they're on Twitch, they quit their jobs. Obviously, they have things going. But it's like, you know, there's so much room for growth and, and just kind of experiences that lead right. to where you want to go. So thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like one, like it actually made me think of uh, an analogy. Like one of the things that I used to say all the time after like a test or whatever after a test you just took is just like the most you can really ask for is like walking out of that test feeling good. Like you already did everything that you could, right? Like you, you obviously like if you can walk out, like and like feeling that you have a reason for all your answers that you put on that test right? There's nothing more you can ask for, right? Like you, you, you had a reason for every choice that you made during that test, you know, and now everything's out of your control. So you, you already worked hard to put in that work for the test. So, yeah, you know, know, that, that's, that's kind of like what, what it made me think of, like the, the, what you were saying over there, like you already put in all the hard work, you you came up with a good strategy, right? And you implemented and now you kind of, see where the dominoes fall yeah exactly to recap we talked about finding a job like quitting that said job starting a gaming career leaving a relationship for you know self-growth and last but not least self-reflection journaling that's something that doesn't get talked about enough you know like we're we're always trying to put on this best face whenever someone asks like what's up right like we always put on this best face but that's something that doesn't get talked about enough self-reflection journaling 
uh, working through your feelings. That's, that's a big thing. Like, so thank you for joining us to do this episode. So keep living your truth. And I would love to hear updates about this story. You know, your, your Twitch, you know, your Twitch streaming has only been three weeks out, but I would love to see, you know, where this is 30 weeks from now. So I would love to continue to catch up with you and keep updated about this. Absolutely. I'd love to keep in touch. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That was amazing. Um, and then once again, if you want to follow his journey and take a closer look, his social media is Linear Equations. It's going to be in the description. Uh, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram as well, the Untold 20s, and on our personal Instagrams, which will be in the description as well. And if you haven't already, please leave a review so that we can continue to improve. And we hope that you join, you on our, join us on our next episode. Peace out.